0: Logan Gilbert's career day in a grand slam, Tana helped the Mariners salvage a game from an otherwise nightmarish series down in Anaheim. Will this win successfully stop the bleeding? That and more coming up here on the Locked On Mariners Post Game Show. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Mariners move to 81-65 and 65 on the year with a 9-1 victory over the Angels. This is Tydean Gonzalez and Colby Pattenham for the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Thank you so much for making us your first listen after the game. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube or subscribe to the show and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you want to hear from us even more, consider signing up for our Patreon. The link as well as our social accounts are in the description of the show wherever you're watching or listening to this. We'll be giving you our takeaways from today's action down in Anaheim and reflect on a brutal weekend overall for the Mariners. But first, Colby, how's it going?
1: Oh, fine. I guess you'd probably know that if you ever answered your phone. But um, <laughs> it's it's going pretty good, uh, despite the the rough weekend in particular, a very rough Sunday uh, sports wise. Mm. Um, you know, it uh, things went okay. Today's win is. Certainly a, a mood lifter uh, for a couple reasons. You know, first of all, magic numbers down to 12. So there we go. You know, we know how important 12 is to Seattle. Um, so there's that. Uh, also, the win uh, today officially eliminated the Angels from playoff contention. So while the Mariners may have lost the series and also lost the opportunity to guarantee them a losing season, they did, in fact, put the final nail in the coffin for their playoff hopes, which were basically zero anyways, but whatever, I'll take it. Uh, And finally, today was win number 81, which means the Mariners will finish at least 500, and obviously they'll finish above 500. Uh, And this will be the first time since 2002 and 2003 that the Seattle Mariners will have finished as a 500 team or better in back-to-back seasons mm. yeah it's i believe it's only the third time it's happened in franchise history wow um yeah so <laughs> not 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 a fun stat really you, i mean you like that to be a pretty common occurrence but it is worth noting and uh today's win accomplished all three of those things so uh not too bad for a, a Monday afternoon matinee
0: and on top of that we saw a career day from Logan Gilbert who struck out a mm-hmm. career high 11. Uh, Angels hitters and we saw Carlos Santana hit a grand slam Tana grand salami to break things wide open five nothing and then eventually it became eight to one off of a three run home run from Ty France who had a pretty nice day at the plate overall Mm -hmm. Um, he also had a a hard hit ball that uh, ended up being a line out uh, with a runner on third back when it was just one nothing that was pretty frustrating because I came right after an awful Mitch Haniger at bat. Um, Haniger finally got off the snide with a uh, hit today, uh, which ended, I believe, in 0 oh, for his last 20. Um, he also walked once. Um, but uh, we saw, you know, J.P. Crawford got a couple of hits, including a triple. Um, so, you know, big day for, for the offense overall. Uh, let's start with Gilbert though. Uh Gilbert's just been red hot in September and he continued that today. What did you see out of him?
1: Yeah, just pretty pretty much total domination. Uh it helps that Mike Trout's not in the lineup. Obviously that'll help anybody, but you know, Mike Trout Jr., aka Luis from Gifa was in the lineup. Uh and Gilbert handled him just just fine. Uh I freaking. Yeah, even God, man. The wa- we'll we'll talk about not him
0: later, but jeez.
1: Yeah. I mean the Mariners should trade for him and then just put him in triple A. Uh <laughs> but uh no, it it's one of those we'll we'll talk about him later. But uh, no, Gilbert was really good today. Uh even the one run, he gave up. I don't want to say it was fluky because it was good contact against him, but you know, Dylan Moore couldn't hold on to a ball um that i think julio catches um and it's, again it's not really it's not a shot at demo he's he's just not a center fielder and it was a tough play anyway so i don't want to say the one 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 run was fluky but definitely aided by you know just kind of a weird play overall so uh yeah it was just pretty much dominant from start to finish uh really you know aside from the 12 pitch at bat he had in the first inning against otani which he struck otani out on um he cruised uh through six and and uh you know, it's it's good. Logan's been on a nice run here in September, just like he was last September. It's funny how much, you know, Gilbert's uh, 2021 and 2022 are starting to mirror each other. Just god-awful in August. And then in September, making a legitimate case that he's the ace of this staff. So um, it's just one of those things. It's a good problem to have if you're the Mariners right now. You have four guys who they go out there on a nightly basis. You feel really good about your chances to win. Um, and Gilbert, is on one of those runs right now. So, uh, you know, actually saw some, some good breaking stuff today, some good off speed stuff. He threw it for strikes too, which obviously opens up the zone for his fastball up and up in the strike zone, which is his bread and butter anyway. So it was just kind of a total package from Gilbert today, uh, Threw a lot of strikes. So, uh, it was, it's about as good as we've seen Gilbert in a long, long time.
0: So let me ask you this, you know, we've talked about a three game playoff no. series. He's Talked number four.
1: It. Still, still. He's number four. There even is nothing Ray's, he can do. Even with ray struggles? There is nothing play. he can do to mm-hmm. crack the top. No, because you're not going to not give the ball to Robbie Ray or Luis Castillo. You're not going to do that. So there's one spot, Kirby or Gilbert. Kirby's been better, period. Kirby has been, since like June 1, Kirby has been the best pitcher in the American League by F4. And as good as Logan has been recently, He's still not a great matchup for a lot of these playoff teams. It's a pretty good matchup against Tampa, but he's a terrible matchup against Toronto. We know that. He's not a great matchup against uh, Cleveland either, who makes a ton of contact. Um, so yeah, he's just he's not not a super favorable matchup for any of those teams in the playoffs. Um, so no, it, it's Ray, it's it's Castillo, it's it's Kirby uh, to me, and it's it's pretty easy set there. Now you might not get that opportunity. You might have be in a position where you have to start Logan Gilbert, and if that's mm-hmm. the case. Fine. Then you feel really good about it still, uh, but to me, if you do get the option to line up your rotation however you want, and I believe it was maybe it was Churchill, he kind of plotted out the rest of the rotation uh, going forward, and the last day of the regular season would be started by Luis Castillo. So, if the Mariners have everything clinched that they want clinched by that point, uh, they might just use Flex in that day, and then they can set up their rotation literally Castillo, Ray, however they want. So. Mm-hmm. We'll see how the rotation ends up stacking up at the end of it, and if you have to use right, or if you have to use, uh, you know, Gilbert to start one of those three games, at least he's pitching well enough right now that you feel really good about it.
0: But still, to me, he's he's clearly number four. By the way, magic number might be going down to eleven tonight. Tigers up two nothing over the Orioles, bases loaded, no outs in the fourth inning right now. So it's
1: early. In Detroit stinks. So we'll see. But it's true. It's yeah. true. <clears throat> True. Baltimore not um, playing good baseball
0: right now. Yeah, they're they're t- tailing off, did not have a good series and uh, Toronto able to salvage of a game expected. there but yeah. yeah. Um yeah, and it's starting to become where maybe you got to look at the White Sox more than the Orioles, but even then they're like they're 5 games out. Orioles are technically 5 games out because of the tiebreaker. Like there's just I mean it, also the Orioles still have to the to play the Astros for 3. Um right. I think maybe they have another series against the Rays or someone like that as well on top of that. So they, you know, right. there's uh, even with what happened this past weekend you still added or you still took 3 games off of your magic number. Maybe 4, maybe 4 today. And yeah. you you know, look, you lost a little bit of ground on the wild card one. I think you can make that up though. I think you'll be able yes. to. You know and as guys get healthier as guys start to get you know return back to the lineup hopefully hopefully seems like Cal Raleigh back Wednesday uh that that but please stop sliding into first base by the way let's just get that out of the way here and then Julio maybe tomorrow we'll see but you know they they should play the long game here they they should uh, you know if it was up to me just give those guys as many days as they need because you should, in theory, be able to survive against the A's. Obviously, that didn't necessarily ring true in Anaheim. One of those games, though, you had to face Shohei Otani. So, but still, uh, you should be able to at least win a couple games in Oakland, even without those guys. Yeah, theoretically speaking. Once again, <laughs> real quick, let me ask you. You know, with Gino now on on the IL, and we'll talk about that and how that impacts the team in a little bit, but. With him now on the IL and the way that Santana's playing, or the way that Santana's heading. Is he the second best hitter, Santana, on the Mariners right now behind Julio? Um
1: over the last two weeks, yes. Uh yeah,
0: yeah just currently like right now, just going hot hand, like
1: Yeah, probably. Um yeah. it's pretty much all home runs, right? It's mm. it's and, like, I'm not here to complain about a guy who only hits home runs. Obviously, that's great. Um, but it's kind of pre- unpredictable, although it seems pretty predictable right now. Uh, but, yeah, you just kind of ride the hot hand. And, and what's interesting is is before, you know, Divish and, and uh, Dreyer got on their high horse about a clearly bothering wrist of, of Ty France. Maybe we'll talk about that tomorrow. Um They had mentioned the possibility, and and Divish even flat out said that he kind of expects to see Ty France play third base tomorrow, which, I mean, I guess so Santana can play first, but then who are you DHing? Like, what? I I, I don't understand. Like I said, we'll probably talk about all this later.
0: Winker, winker. Against the lefty? I I mean, he's been better against lefties than righties this year, so... (laughs) not saying, much lately. Not know, saying know, much lately i know i know i know I know. but the, like mm,
1: but uh yeah we'll see how they decide to go with that it's like i think you'd only make that move if maybe you were calling up Luis trends or kyle lewis or kyle lewis somebody who might hit against lefties so we'll see we'll see we do know trends mm. is with the team just in case cal uh who should be on the il but probably won't be um can't go so we'll see how that works out but uh, yeah santana's probably your second best hitter right now and that's that's terrifying. That is not a good place to be, so fingers crossed that today was the start of a Ty France breakout and not just an isolated game where he happened to, to hit some bad pitching.
0: Yeah, but I'll say this. Um, to survive these injuries, to survive what's kind of going on right now, you needed something like this to happen, something kind of unexpected like a, like a Carlos Santana breakout, so... This is uh this is nice. Uh this is certainly welcome. Hopefully that continues because they're going to need it. Uh, especially if this isn't a sign of a breakout, you know, things kind of turn in the right corner here for for Ty France because right now Mitch Haniger isn't really hitting. You know, hopefully he broke out of his his slump with the single today and the walk, but who knows? Oh yeah, uh, I feel good about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's been uh rough to watch. I mean, you know, who knows what Cal's gonna be like with a with a busted up finger? Like who knows what Gino's gonna be like when he comes back? Cause apparently he's only gonna be able to DH when he comes back. So we'll talk about that in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Bet Online betonline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season find all the latest football league developments game matchups news and podcasts BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sporting wagering information including live betting esports and scores it is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events including mlb mma boxing and golf head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action bet BetOnline- is where the game starts you're listening to the locked on mariners post game show thank you so much for making us your first listen after the game so where do the mariners go from here now with gino being hurt uh because it's a fracture in his finger uh on his right throwing hand uh it's the index finger i believe right uh fractured index finger that doesn't sound like something that's uh, going to allow him to play third base again this year. Uh, so Gino is going to have to be your DH full time whenever he comes back. And like I said, who knows how that's going to impact him, impact him offensively. So, you know, for me, like, obviously you, you hope that he comes back and he's at least like 80% of what he was pre-injury. Um, but to me, you can't really count on getting anything out of Gino because no. with a hand injury like that offensively, that's going to be very hard for him to produce uh, because that's going to be a lot of pain, even if they have it covered up and all that good stuff, there's still going to be pain that's associated with that pain with that's associated with the swing pain that's associated with contact. That's going to be a difficult injury for him to play through. Seems like he's going to try. It seems like he might end up being back once his IL stent ends, but Who's got to step up here? Colby. And and what do the Mariners do at third base? Can Ty France actually be a, a, a long-term option or is it are you just going to have to roll with Abraham Toro, Dylan Moore, Jake Lamb playing every single day?
1: It's probably that uh that second part. Uh Ty France can't play third base. We've been over this before. Um can he? can you hide him over there for a game or two? Sure. Do you want to play in there in a playoff series? Absolutely not. Um, and there's no reason to because you can still play him at first base and, and Santana can DH. So uh, it's not really an issue. Now when Gino comes back, then things kind of get difficult because now Santana obviously can't DH. Uh, Geno has to. So in the absence, it's, it seems pretty easy to me that I would just roll with, with you know, unfortunately, uh, Dylan Moore, Abraham Toro, Jake Lamb, that crew. Um, and, you know, Moore would be fine against left-handed pitching. You just don't really have the – Lamb is supposed to be the guy against right handed pitching, but you know, he hasn't performed that well, and the Mariners really haven't given him much opportunity to. So it feels kind of weird. Um, what their their plan is there, Jonathan VR. I know he's not eligible for the playoff roster, but he's a veteran who's played plenty of third base and is probably a better option than Abraham Toro right now. So uh, I'm a little bit surprised they didn't even consider him. Same goes for Mason McCoy. So Um, we'll see, but for now, I I think it's probably going to be more lamb, uh, and Toro for the time being, uh, Gino went to go see a hand specialist today. So hopefully we'll have more information on his, uh, you know, the rest of the season, what he might be able to do and what he might not here in the next few days. So we'll see how that works. But yeah, I think that's what it is. And then when you get into the playoffs, you're going to have to find a way to be creative. And maybe that means Carlos Santana doesn't play every day. Um, which i mean to me is fine but if he's swinging this out of a bat you probably want to try and find a way to get him in there and the only way you can do that i think is to put Ty france at third base so you're kind mm-hmm. of playing this this difficult juggling at game where you're a you're a run prevention defense you're a run prevention you know pitching and defense team but your best hit your two of your best hitters right now two of your hottest hitters right now or three of them uh basically only have two spots to play so you're kind of doing this weird juggling acting it's gonna be interesting to see how the mariners handle it i could see them possibly being kind of aggressive with with ty france over at third base just to kind of try and get him the reps um and then just you know because they have a lead here they can kind of live with any mistakes he makes but that's asking a lot for for france who's still trying to figure things out at the plate too to change positions and and play a spot that he hasn't taken any reps at all year that's just that's asking so much from from the guy, and obviously Santana can't do it, and and Gino can't throw, then he can't play anywhere else. So you're just kind of in a in a rough spot here. Um Toro just not the guy. He just he's not going to turn it around this year. We know that uh, Dylan Moore we know has his own issues, particularly you know against right-handed pitching. So you're kind of stuck, and you just kind of try and make the best of it. And so really, the best case scenario is that Gino comes back in ten days, and and you know he's able to play third base and in, in some capacity by the time the playoffs roll around. But once he's ready to go, assuming he is ever ready to go, um, then I think you're just going to have to, for the most part, particularly against, uh, certainly against left-handed pitching, you're going to want Carlos Santana, uh, a Eugenio Suarez and Ty France in the lineup. And the only way you can accommodate that is for Ty France to play third. So you're kind of in a tight spot right now. It's unfortunate, but yeah, uh, you know, that's kind of the team the Mariners built at the deadline. They, they didn't want to go out and get that that maybe a little bit more expensive Brandon Drury type who can play third base. Uh, they decided to go cheap with it. Or not cheap. Yeah, we'll call it cheap. Why not? Mm, <laughs> be careful with that word,
0: Colby. You
1: yeah. Know that word. They decided to go uh, into the great value bin uh, at Walmart instead of maybe, you know, seeing what was behind the glass case. And, uh, you know, you can under, kind of understand why. Gino's not a guy who's missed a ton of time before, but, you know, it happens. The stuff happens, and, and it's unfortunate, but it, it's just the reality. I think Ty France thir- starting third baseman is going to be a thing in the playoffs. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thankfully, the Mariners don't have a ton of ground ball guys. Mm. No.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. You couldn't have done better than Jake Lamb, huh? All right. I just, I mean, did you want to give up Gabriel Gonzalez for for Brandon Drury? I'm not even asking that. I wasn't even right asking now. for that either. Like, I wasn't. But even I mean, asking, like, like, right now, all
1: things considered.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Have you watched
1: Adam Frazier play for the last three? Thank Thank goodness, <sighs> Adam Frazier had that really hot July, because it convinced Jerry Depoto that the Mariners didn't need to add an infielder at the deadline. Thank God, and that worked out great because now Adam Frazier's WRC plus since the deadline is like. Sixty-eight. So, ooh, wow,
0: awesome, awesome. Sixty-eight. So close. Thank
1: goodness. Thank goodness for that one great month he had out of his last ten. Woo. Oh man. Otherwise,
0: we might be saddled with Brandon Drury. Yeah. How does this affect? How does this affect your confidence levels, Colby? How does this, uh, like, obviously Full they're line. going to, obviously this, they're going to make the playoffs. Like, that's not sure. in question. But does this affect your expectations, your confidence levels for how they could perform in the postseason?
1: Yeah. I have to see how Gino looks, you know, when he comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the Mariners have been pretty clear about this, that it's, he will come back and it just a matter of whether or not he'll be able to play third. That hurts obviously, because now the DH has to be Gino, which means you have to play Ty France at, at third and you have to play Santana. At, and, and that's, that's less than ideal. So uh, it certainly hurts. It, it also doesn't help that, you know, Cal Raleigh right now has a, a, a hand injury as well. Um, we know hand injuries typically affect power and, and obviously the thumb, pretty important to the hand. So we'll see how that works out. Uh, we'll see if the Mariners put him on the IL or not, or they just kind of try and force him to play through 60% health. I think we know which way they're going to go with that. So, um, and then Julio's back. We'll see, like, they say he's going to play tomorrow. They said he, he's feeling better every day, but, again, back injury, like a bat, stiff back for a 21-year-old. Power hitter I just has so much torque in his swing. Like, <sighs> I don't know. That one's got me a little concerned, too. And then Mitch Haniger's just an absolute dumpster fire at the plate right now, so I can't trust him at all. So, yeah, I'm a little bit more concerned than I was pre-Gino breaking his finger. I think you have to be. So, um, you know, this is a great time for somebody to step up i would like to say jesse winker but i've fallen for that trap too many times so yeah somebody needs to step up right now it's santana uh mm-hmm. you know and thank goodness somebody at least is, is doing that but uh, it's gonna have to be somebody else because you can't rely on on cal right now you can't rely on on mitch you can't rely on obviously gino like and you know it, it's I still think you can more or less rely on Julio, but there's still question marks there. So for various reasons, all these guys who have carried you at certain points of the year might not be able to, which means you need somebody else to step up and really you need a couple somebodies because I just named all the stars of the Seattle Mariners and there's no more left. So um, yeah, somebody has got to, else has got to step up. Somebody has got to help uh, Carlos out um, and you got to hope Carlos stays this hot. Uh, for a long time. But yeah, I, I am a little bit more concerned than I was uh, over the weekend.
0: Well, yeah, and I'm really concerned too because defensively speaking, not only is it third base that gets messed up here, it means that you can't DH Jesse Winker. And we know that they're not going to bench Jesse Winker. So that means that Jesse is going to play in left field, which I wouldn't do that. I would just bench him because you're not getting mm-hmm. enough offensively out of Jesse Winker right now to that outweighs how Absolutely putrid he is in the field. So playoff games are typically low scoring. So not only are you going to have potentially Ty France at third base, you're also going to have Jesse Winker in left field. You're also like going to have home. Carlos
1: Santana at first base instead
0: of Ty France. Uh, yeah. Um Yeah, that's that's uh, that's scary. Like that's incredibly scary. Uh for going into a, a postseason series with with pitchers that that do give up quite a bit of contact. Balls are going to be put in play. These guys are going to be tested. The ball is going to find Jesse Winker. The ball is going to find Ty France. And that, that could be the difference right there. That could be the difference between advancing the playoffs and not. That could be the difference between... You know, being one and done in the wild card round and going to the ALDS, going to the ALCS. Like, that's what I Mm -hmm. think the ceiling is for this team is still, you know, championship series. But if that's how their defense is going to be aligned, they're going to need a lot of good luck. (laughs) You know, like, like they're going to, like, the BABIP gods are going to have to be so on their side (laughs) in that, those whole series. Like, because it just on paper, it, it doesn't, it doesn't add up. It doesn't equate to success on paper. No, it doesn't at that's all.
1: that's part of the reason why in the wild card round, maybe you don't start Logan Gilbert because Gilbert is a you know gives up a lot of hard contact. It's part of his game. He always will. Um, and at least with Kirby, that's something he can avoid. It's in his tool bag to avoid that because of his control. So we'll see. It's it's again the Mariners. We said this in July, early August. It feels like they're a bat short. Of where they needed to be, and and we were counting Mitch Haniger in that equation, Mitch Haniger being as bad as he has been lately, you're too bad short, and you didn't get him. So it's just one of those issues where, you know, we'll see. Obviously, you know, there's there's no turning back. you you have what you have, um, mm-hmm. and you know, it, obviously, you know, the prime goal is is to end the drought, and and they're going to do that. So. At the end of the day, the season is a success if they go zero two in the playoffs and bounce. Like big picture, it's a success, but it just felt like they left some some wins on the table. Um, and part of that is bad luck. Part of that is is poor planning. And it potentially some part of that is is ownership group not quite believing in this team as much as maybe they should. We don't know what the answer, what the mix is of that, like the the blame chart or whatever. But we also don't know that it's going to come into play because for all we know Julio turns into to playoff Randy and he he wills the team to the world series it, it's mm-hmm. he's kind of was doing it before he hurt his back so it's one of those things that the playoffs are weird man you get in you have a shot weird things happen um and the mariners are kind of the kings of weird things happening that benefit mm-hmm. them so we'll see how it goes but ultimately i i feel like uh you know the confidence that they're going to make the playoffs is still Still a ten for me. I, I'd be it's an absolutely 11. shocked. Like. Yeah, like, it's just the magic number is twelve. Um, if they win six games and Baltimore loses six games out of their next sixteen, it's over. So, yeah, it's just one of those things. I feel pretty good about it uh, as far as like reaching their ceiling. Took a pretty sizable hit this weekend, and it's mostly due to the injuries, not so much the the bad series against the Angels.
0: Yeah, so. Looks like uh, the Tigers are well on their way to making this 11 on the magic number for the Mariners. We'll see if they can hang on. It's obviously the Tigers, but six What's zip. What's the score? Six zip in the bottom of the fourth. So
1: At this point, I might be more concerned about the White Sox. <laughs> the Orioles are just fading fast
0: yeah the White Sox still though like they have to play Cleveland they have to play Minnesota like obviously Minnesota's not great but like they can win some games like you know the
1: uh yeah by the way the huge three-game series uh I think starts this weekend I think it is Mm -hmm. it's Chicago versus Cleveland if you're a Mariners fan you're rooting for Cleveland in all three of those yeah Uh, they're
0: also playing each other starting tomorrow and, oh, maybe that's it. Uh McKenzie and Bieber are going for the for the yes. Guardians. So Yeah, yeah. Uh
1: their top three uh are all going uh on both sides. So mm-hmm. basically the White Sox need to sweep Cleveland to have a shot at the division. Um and they're only a game behind Baltimore right now, so but again, for the Mariners' sake, the magic number is still the same. So uh well, it's one less because Chicago has a tiebreaker, that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh I still feel really good that they're gonna make the playoffs. So I yeah. feel
0: like we'll this see. win today though for the Mariners kind of stopped the snowball effect. Because it's like you get swept by the angels and then it's like, all right, you're still yeah. in a really good spot, but vibes are kind of down, guys are hurt, like right. it, you're still it, you you start to get a little bit in your head there if that happens, you know. So I'm glad that they won right. this game and in convincing fashion, where they just absolutely trashed the the Angels and it's like okay, right. let's reset now. Let's go into Oakland. We got Luis on the bump tomorrow. Like we're good.
1: Really want to win tomorrow. Yeah, really. Because really, then you can really start to win. snowball at the other direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, if this team puts together a four or five game winning streak, it's it's over. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that's going to stop them is a you know losing seven out of eight. And so. Uh, yeah they got the win today they're still you know they went what three and three over the last six three and four over the last seven whatever it is which is still going to be fine it's still going to get you there it's just unfortunate that you lost ground uh, for hosting but you still have a shot because Tampa and Toronto play each other quite a bit down the stretch here and if you can get healthy and you can start playing well you can still
0: snag that number one wild card spot
1: but getting in the playoffs it's it's going to happen
0: and by the way I mean this kind of worked out in the end because now it's even looking likelier that the Mariners are going to clinch at home. Yeah. So, I mean, so I'd rather clinch
1: home playoff games, but was, like, yeah. I mean,
0: they they'll still like they'll still have a good shot at doing that. Like you mentioned, like I I still I I'm still pretty confident that they're gonna get the wild card one. I would say really? I would say that my confidence level is like at an eight, maybe even a nine on that. Still, I don't know. Two games back with sixteen to go. I think, nah, I think they're fine, especially with those schedules, with those team schedules. I, yeah, I but think the, they have to
1: they have to jump Tampa and Toronto, and they have to clear think, Tampa by a full game. Ooh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I, think,
0: I, I I I don't think that that's out of the. Uh, or, uh, I don't think it's hard. out of the
1: realm of possibility. I just I don't think I would say that it's likely at this stage, but we'll see. We could be singing well, a different tune by Friday. So.
0: And also, also, if they get the sixth seed. I mean, they play the the central winner, which that's it's, probably the most favorable matchup of them. It's all better anyway, than the so. five.
1: It's better than the five, but it's still Bieber, McKenzie, probably mm-hmm. Quantrill would be my guess. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's no easy picnic, and you're playing all those games, you know, halfway across the country, and then yeah, some weird stuff can go down, but certainly better than going to Toronto uh, or Tampa.
0: Yes, yes, um, but yeah, so. The path to clenching at home is a little bit clearer, and the path to clenching wildcard one still there. Still certainly there. Just got to keep on winning games, get healthier here, uh, and uh, yeah, enjoy the ride. It's going to be fun, folks. We're, uh, we're past this Angel series. Let's reset. Let's regroup. Let's get re-energized here, and we're on to Oakland. We're on to Oakland. So with that, that's going to do it for our show today. Thank you so much for joining us here on Locked On Mariners. For Colby Patnode, I'm Titan Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. Thank you again for making us your first listen after the game. Now make your second listen, the Locked On MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts just like us. And with that, have yourself a beautiful baseball day. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace.